Hey friends, quick announcement before today's episode, and this one is specifically for the wedding and portrait photographers listening, especially if you have big goals for your business, big vision and dreams surrounding your business, and you're ready to take those next steps towards making that a reality. I am thrilled to share that I have some openings available to work together inside Accelerator Coaching, which is my one-on-one business coaching model that I designed specifically to help you, the photographer, turn your passion and creativity into a thriving and profitable business while also maintaining a fulfilling personal life. Because I really believe that you can grow a business that you love without having to take away from the people that you love. I have helped hundreds of photographers get out of their own heads, break through to the next level in business and income through this exact coaching model. If you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, yes, it is time for me to step into my next season of business, one where I am thriving and profitable, and you're curious about getting more information about working together, I want to invite you to book a free consultation call. You can simply go down to the show notes and hit the link or you can head to joymichelle.co slash coaching. Let's chat about turning your goals into some clear plans where I can support you along the way. I cannot wait to meet you. I cannot wait to hear about your business and share more about how we can work together inside Accelerator Coaching. Welcome back to the Call to Both podcast, where we talk about what it actually looks like to go after both the business and the life of your dreams. I am currently recording this with a baby monitor on my desk, and neither one of my kids are actually asleep, but they are in their beds, and we're going to see what we can get done today because we are called to both. So today's episode is an Ask Me Anything episode. I put a little question box in my Instagram stories a couple of days ago, giving you all the opportunity to ask your questions about business and motherhood, balance, and really just tell me what problems you're facing and I was going to put them all together and put them into an episode. So this is that episode. And you guys really delivered. I got some great questions. And I'm actually going to have a part two to this series. So if you don't hear your question in this episode, then stick around. Make sure you hit subscribe because I will have another Ask Me Anything episode coming up in just a couple of weeks here. Hello and welcome to the Call to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is a client management software, and it's the tool I've been using for years to send contracts, get paid, and how I keep track of all of my client inquiries and projects. Now, before I moved over into HoneyBook, I was actually just using my email inbox to manage my clients, and things were slipping through the cracks. Now, inside of HoneyBook, I can see at a glance exactly where my projects are in a timeline. And I love that I can use this for sending questionnaires, setting up recurring invoices, and book calls through their built-in scheduler tool, and so much more. I even use HoneyBook to book guests in for my podcast because of how I can set up workflows and automations so easily, and I use the scheduling tool for that as well. You can get 50% off HoneyBook and start using it today using the link in the show notes below. So we're going to jump right into the questions. I'm going to read off the question and then give you my answer. Kind of like a little miniaturized version of coaching. 
Okay, question number one is, how can I start to prioritize my own business over a heavy client workload? And I wanted to put this one first because I feel like this is such a universal experience if you're a solopreneur, which I think so many of us are working for ourselves, teams of one or almost one. And when you're in business working on project type work, it can really suck you in. And before you know it, you haven't done some of the crucial tasks like marketing yourself or admin tasks, even like doing your profit and loss and like financial stuff. And those things get completely pushed to the wayside. And then before you know it, you're kind of stuck in this continual cycle of saying, okay, someday when things get lighter, I'll do the quarterly planning and I'll make content consistent and I'll do, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank. And it can be such a trap to stay in that busy, project-focused only kind of work. And there were, there were so many seasons in my business where this was happening. And I had a backlog of wedding galleries. I had, you know, shooting on the weekends, meeting with couples during the week for consults. And just there's really a lot that you're juggling. And so I have a couple of things to say on this topic. And the first is that juggling a business becomes far easier when you have the right tools in place. So the first thing I want to share is that you need a project management tool just as much as you need a client management tool. Otherwise, you're going to be totally unclear in your head as to what needs to get done and what the true deadlines actually are. So if you're keeping it all in your head or on a sticky note on your desk, then you may be even more overwhelmed and likely that things could get dropped because it's being held in your head. And that's not a good feeling. I've been there. I've forgotten to write down the meeting. I've forgotten to respond to the emails. And then you realize and you just feel so bad when you miss it. That is why I say you need both a project management tool and a client management tool. So for client management, on the client management side of things, I use and love HoneyBook. It's what I recommend. It's what I teach inside of my programs. And I think it is incredible value for what you get. The project management tool that I love is Notion. I've been using this for like four or five years and I'm extremely happy with it. So this is what I recommend. I strongly believe that you need both sides of this. And I think that this is especially an important conversation for photographers because there's a lot of norm and encouragement around CRM use or client management softwares, but there's less out there for project management itself. I think we we know that we need a booking software. We know we need to schedule those meetings and get people into our, you know, get them inquired, convert them, get paid, schedule things like all of that on the HoneyBook side. I think that people have said, yes, we love that. But then on the project management side, a lot can get left on the table and just it stays in your head really it's like half of the equation is still missing because the project management piece is not present so you absolutely need both of these tools because what's happening is it's probably not the case that all of your client work is due at the same time and it's probably not the case that all of these projects need to get the same amount of you at all times and when we see that when we can lay it all out in a project management tool you can see where you're at in a given project you can see opportunities for delegation but you can also see where you can press pause where you can afford to take a minute and go work on some of the other really necessary areas of your business while also making progress on those tasks so I think that's my first thing. 
The second part of this is to track the time use in your business and make sure that you're still reserving time to market and connect with other business owners like doing networking or admin work, whatever those other buckets are in your business, make sure that you're actually reserving the time to do it. So if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. And that is why we time track because we don't actually have a firm grasp on where we're spending time unless we're actually sitting down to measure it. So in seasons where your client work is heavy, it might be true that 80% of your time is spent on client work and 20% is in those other buckets. But you have to be careful to make sure that you don't have a long stretch of time where client work is all you're doing and you're not maintaining your marketing and you're not completing other tasks in your business that continue to generate new leads and new clients. What happens here is that this type of behavior leads to the feast or famine booking cycle. You go back and forth from being so busy that you don't have time to work on your business to suddenly panicking about where your next booking is coming from. So starting with a project management tool, as well as your client management, but also protecting your time and being really aware of how much time you're spending, making sure that you never go 100% into project work. Okay, the next question is, if you were single, a single homeschooling mom, and you needed to make $60,000, what would you do? And then this mom also added in my DMs, she said, you can't leave the house without the kids. So you can't like go and photograph weddings or do any of that kind of stuff. First of all, girl, you are doing the dang thing. You are so called to both. I cannot even. I love this question. Okay, so here's my advice. I first want you to look at what you are most skilled in. So I'm going to share some options for things that you could do that you could do in your business, like lots of different ways you could make money and different ways to look at this from different perspectives. But I think the first thing you need to do is look at where you are most uniquely skilled. This could be past work experiences. This could be both the craft that you have. So if you're a photographer, that's shooting. But also, what are you skilled in when it comes to business? So there's a couple different angles that you can take with this. You can either keep shooting, but do that at home in the form of a studio, branding photos, converting a room in your house to be a studio, and then doing headshots, commercial work. I mean, you could do product photography, food photography. There are a tremendous amount of photography careers that you could have strictly from home. So that is one option. Or you can create a service outside of the photography that has to do with the knowledge that you've built as a photographer. So I know this particular person is a photographer, so this is going to be really relevant to her. So this requires some research, right? Like if you're thinking about creating something around your knowledge, using what you have built skills in and knowledge in in the past, you really need to hold this up against what do people want to know? What, where is there a need and a gap? And what do you know? Because we're looking for an overlap between what people want to know and what you are good at. So we're trying to put those things together. This could be education, courses, coaching, those are going to be my recommendations because that's what people are used to consuming at this point. But also coaching is going to be a quick way for you to actually start to work with people one-on-one and go even deeper into, okay, this is what I'm uniquely gifted at. This is what I can help people with, that kind of thing. So that's one angle. That's one thing that you can do for that. Now, when it comes to lead generation, if you are looking to build a business from home using your like your skill set and your knowledge as like the main product, right? So if you have an education business, I recommend YouTube for reach. So that would be my number one lead gen source would be YouTube. 
If you're wondering how to get started on YouTube and where YouTube would fit into your business, I will have that linked in the show notes. I have a whole episode here on the podcast dedicated to this topic. So if you want to dive into this deeper, I'll have that linked up for you. The other thing that I was thinking about with this question is, I would also like you to look at possibly looking at the teaching side of your skill set. So you said that you're a homeschool mom. You need to stay home with your kids. You could tutor. You could do some sort of micro schooling pod in your home. So you're already homeschooling and you could actually make money teaching others as well, both in person or virtually. And I actually also know that this person is bilingual and that's a huge value add. And you can do tutoring in subjects of all kinds, but especially languages and music, like musical instruments for, you know, 30, $40 an hour easily. So if you look at that and you look at like 10 hours a week, just doing some extra tutoring, that's, you know, at $40 an hour, you're looking at over $20,000 extra per year that you could be generating potentially while you're also teaching your kids. So while you're with them, you could be adding on some tutoring. So just, just another option of a way to look at it. But Keep in mind, you can still do photography from home and you can utilize the skill set that you have through education. The next question is, I find affiliate marketing so boring. Send help, motivational advice. Okay, this this makes me laugh. Uh, Okay, I'm going to just dish it to you straight here. If you find affiliate marketing to be boring, then you need something new to affiliate market for. Because affiliate marketing, when done well, is not going to feel boring. It's literally you serving your audience with things that you already use and love that you would already be talking about. So potentially what's happening here is it sounds like this could be an alignment issue. Do you believe in the thing that you're sharing? Do you use it yourself? It is so easy for me to talk about HoneyBook because it's what I actually use to accept payments in my business and take care of my clients from inquiry to delivery. It's it's the tool that I've been using, I mean, for over six years now. So my advice here would be to evaluate your affiliate partnerships and ask yourself, are they aligning? Does my audience care? Now, affiliate marketing is one of my top five revenue sources in my business. So I really do want to encourage you. I know you asked for motivational advice. I want to encourage you that there is serious money to be made in affiliate marketing, but it needs to be in alignment, right? Like it needs to be things that you would already be talking about that your audience cares about and that you find ways to mesh into what you're doing in your business already. So if you're hearing this and you're like, okay, what, what is all of this? And how can I get a piece of that pie? Cause that sounds great. Let's make some passive income. I will have my affiliate marketing jumpstart guide in the description. It's completely free. It's basically a guide of like how I got started in affiliate marketing and how you can get started too. And what are some of my favorite affiliate programs and how to sign up for them and things like that. So you can grab that in the show notes. Our next question is if you could only work eight to 10 hours a week in your business, what would you focus on to move the needle and make the most of that time so that you could eventually make full-time income? Part-time schedules, full-time income. This is one of my favorite topics. I haven't worked full-time in my business in like five years. So this is my jam and I love talking about this. So let's start with theming out what you're going to do right? So like theming out your work blocks so that when you sit down to work in your limited working hours, you actually know what you're doing. And this is so important, whether you work 40 hours or four hours, it is really important that you're being intentional 
and you know what you need to be doing to generate the clients you need, to generate the income you need, so that the business makes what you need it to make. Like at the end of the day, that the business is profitable and it's providing you the lifestyle that you wanna be making in your life. So when you're thinking about your work blocks, you have your project work, like the client work. We talked about that at the top of the episode. This would be like when you're editing or when you're designing or when you're coaching, like this is that part. You also have a content creation block where you're creating things for Instagram or Facebook or whatever it might be, your blog, right? And this is something that can really frequently get pushed to the back burner when you're busy with that client work, but also just in general, I think when you have so few hours to work on your business, it can be really, really tricky to prioritize the content creation. So that's one block. Another block I would urge you to have is in your networking and your connections, relationships. I mean, whatever you want to call it, that's kind of one bucket of building your network and building your friendships. Because in business, it is not always what you know. It is sometimes who you know. And I don't think that that's always the case, right? Like it's not like every win you'll have in your business is going to be because of someone you know, but it is so incredible what we can do together and through connections and relationships and referrals that I want you to have that be its own block. Another block could be admin. And then you have like general marketing because there could be other things that you do besides content creation to market. Now, what you actually put in those blocks are gonna come down to a couple of things. The first question is, where are your leads coming from? We kinda need to know how are things going, right? Like if there's some things that you're doing really well in your business, you don't wanna change that. You wanna keep doing the things that are working and you wanna stop doing the things that aren't. So analyzing where your leads are coming from is so helpful to bring some more information to the table. Now, if you complete all the project work by yourself for the most part and you don't outsource, the project time block is going to increase. So this is like, this is where you got to customize it to your business and your team and your client load. So play around with the times and really challenge yourself to actually stick to the blocks that you set out instead of letting the business tell you, okay, this person emailed you, this person's gallery is due, this person is asking for you to submit these things for publication. You decide what time do you want to allocate to what activities. It's a complete mindset shift, but it is going to really, really help you to get to that next level. If the goal is to go full time, you also really need to be thinking about the systems that you're building right now in your business to handle a full time client load. If you're only working eight hours a week, like that is a really trimmed down work week. I have to also kind of like push and reiterate the things that you are working on absolutely have to be linked to income producing activities. So we need to know where your inquiries are coming from. You need to be tracking your leads. You need to be tracking how well you converted those leads. And HoneyBook does this for me. Like I, I can see where people come from. I can see what my referral sources are. I can see how many of them converted into clients. So you need tools like this at your disposal so that you can look at the information and then decide how to set up your work week. It needs to be data informed. If you don't currently have a way of tracking your leads or doing anything like I've mentioned, definitely give HoneyBook a try. You can get 50% off your first year through my link and I'll have it in the show notes. The last thing I'll say about this specific topic is that time is your most precious and limited resource when you are working with so few hours. Do not be writing the same email twice. Do not be working without a workflow. 
Do not proceed without a procedure in place. They are going to be your best friend, knowing exactly what you're supposed to be doing in your business and how to handle difficult questions or anything that comes your way, especially the repeat stuff like email marketing, inbox management, you know, brochure creation, like everything that you're doing to take care of your clients and operate in your business there need to be tools and templates in place. This is exactly why I created Hobby to Pro Toolkit because there are so many time-saving like tools, templates, contracts, operational guides that are gonna fast track this for you. So if you're a photographer and you don't have all these things in place, you don't have your email templates and your guides and you haven't set everything up so that it's rocking and rolling on the back end, I really wanna invite you to take a closer look at Hobby to Pro Toolkit. You can find it at hobbytoprotoolkit.com or on my website. And it is literally, quite literally everything that I wish I had when I was starting to go pro and get serious in my photography business. So as you're looking at this, when you're working part-time, ask yourself, where can I be saving time? What tool or template or software could I set in place that would save me time? Because time is your most precious resource in this situation. Okay, and our last question is, tips for planning for slow season and a maternity leave. Crying, crying, crying emoji. (laughs) I love this. I feel this. I have taken a sabbatical. I have taken two maternity leaves and I have gone through many a slow season in my wedding photography career of over eight years as a wedding photographer. And I just have a couple tips for you here to kind of wrap up this episode. The first is know your numbers. So when you know what you need to bring in as far as revenue and what you want to pay yourself as far as income goes, I think this this whole equation gets far less daunting. So I think that's the first thing. If you haven't read the book Profit First, that is your next book. You have to read that book. It is absolutely incredible and it changed the game for me and my business. I also have a past interview here with a financial expert for creatives named Val Marlene and she just dives into all this stuff, like all the details that you need to know about profiting in your business, paying yourself, making sure that you're profitable. So I'll have that linked up in the show notes as well. I think the second aspect to this is to set some terms to this slow season or maternity leave. So look at it and plan for it. And you need to answer some questions in order to know how you're going to plan for it. If it's a maternity leave, I would want to ask, like, how long is it going to be? Do you have any help in place? Are you getting a team ready or is it just you? What will you be doing or not doing during your maternity leave? So set those terms in place and plan for it. Now, because this is like such a big topic, I was actually inspired to do an entire dedicated episode where I have some guest experts coming in to talk about this exact topic. So we're going to be deep diving into preparing for a slow season, a sabbatical or a maternity leave. So an extended time off in your business. And that is coming up so soon here on the podcast, and I am thrilled about it. So if you are waiting for that episode, do not forget to hit subscribe so that you get notified it comes into your player as soon as that episode comes out. Remember how I said my kids were supposed to be taking a nap? They didn't. Neither one of them did. I can hear them. They're giggling outside of my door right now. So I'm going to wrap this episode up here. That is all the questions I have here in this episode. Like I said, I'm going to take all the rest of the questions and put them in the next roundup. And I would just love to hear if you enjoyed this style of episode. So if you guys liked it and you enjoyed this format, please let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know if any of the questions stood out to you or the answers or whatever. I love hearing from you guys. And thank you so much for listening all the way here to the end. And I'll see you next time. 
Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me get the word out about the Call to Both podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on your social media. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.